Hi everyone, welcome <coughs> to the second episode of Black Women's Hour in um, this second season, basically. So how's everyone doing? Is everyone all right? We have actually brought back, we have got Louise Quarte. I was going to make a quasi joke, but in my heart's We brought back Louise and we have Elaine, who are on our first show, who I think we're going to just be seeing a lot more of, definitely. And I have my trusty sidekick, Aisha. Hi, How are you doing? Have, somebody asked me about you today and wanted to know if you're still doing your sea swimming. Yes, I am. There's not, not much time these days between work and childcare, but I am going to get back in. Although I have to say, I'm actually nervous about it because it cool. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to know how you were coping, how a black woman was coping with that cold sea. So um, this week's guest is Honey Williams. How are you? Hi. Um, I'm bearing up. I'm all right. But I've just been drained by this past week if i'm yeah. honest um yeah but i'm all right i'm tough we are I must gonna, be tough. yeah we are going to go on uh to speak about what's happened to honey in the past week also just letting you know that if you are on facebook she has got a natural hair group called the picky heads yeah mm. and, uh, it's very long stand it's actually because back in the day I was in that group when I had my old Facebook account and on your Let's Read Elaine, mm -hmm. I think they've both been going like a decade or something. They've been yeah. going a long time, both groups. Yeah. Uh, so it's been an interesting week again, as always, to be a black woman. Um, there's a, a new sister on the block, Jessie Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like, I, I, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to <laughs> Aisha, have you seen her? Uh, what is her song? Bad Boys? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen the yeah. video, but I saw um, something about her, her being interviewed about it. But I just couldn't believe, I can't believe the shade. And I don't mean that in a metaphorical way. I yeah. mean, the actual, literal shade of her. I cannot <laughs> believe the colour of that girl's skin. I like, think she must have been darker than you and Honey in that video. This video is pretty much. She is literally 100% darker than me in that fucking video. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't like to speak much on little mixed things because, you know, I'm in my 40s and I have a <laughs> But, 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 but. It, it just boils down to, like, a more serious issue, doesn't it? First of all, it's like people... Black fishing has become quite an issue recently. I think it kind of had it back in the day with uh, Rita Ora. People found that she was black fishing. <laughs> or there's a lot of white women who want to appear racially ambiguous. Yeah, like a black doll. Exactly. And it's annoying because we can't take this off. This is literally mm. how we have to walk around the world. And mm. especially like we've spoken about it on this show, we've had various guests speak about how hard it is to be a black woman. I mean, Malcolm X said the black woman's most disrespected person in America. And I think that's only because he hadn't traveled at the time and seen the yeah. everywhere else as well. Mm. So I think if he had his time again today, he'd say no, in the world, basically. In the world. Mm. In the world. Mm. It's absolutely, so to see somebody doing like that, apart from anything, it was just really dated. Mm. It was kind of like a cross between Christina Aguilera's old hold them down, but you know what I mean? And Accurate. then- it, it was mixed with maybe Alexandra's bad boys and, and bad boy, really? 
Do you know what I mean? But I think that was... she had Puffy in the video as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, he should be ashamed of himself. Ooh, but I think that's a really interesting. You know what? Just be ashamed anyway. This is what I mean about black women being disrespected. Do you remember how he had that whole thing and Lizzo was twerking and he's like, eh, eh, turn it off, turn it off. And he gave yeah. the black woman so much grief. And you've got this silly girl. And that's what I'm, I shouldn't even call her that. No, 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 because I'm doing what they do. I'm affording her innocence she doesn't deserve because she is a 30 mm. year old woman. Big woman. You know what I mean? That's She's a right. 30, this isn't a teenage girl. This isn't Cher Lloyd, who, who did tweet on it as well. I think Cher Lloyd mm -hmm. tweeted, this isn't 2010 anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? Wow. So we are wow. Cher Cher Lloyd is coming for you for black fishing. <laughs> you exactly. So you you dressed yourself up like that. What you're what you're rapping or singing about, whatever you want to do, is so childish. And so you don't even know what bad men are. We were talking a little bit off air. I used no. to love a bad man. I love a bad man. She doesn't know what a bad man is. And she's got all these like stereotypical like black guys and then they've got a gold grill in it, mate. That's not a bad man, okay? A bad man is like, a bad man is, is a guy whose favorite piece of jewelry is his ankle bracelet. That's a bad guy. No, I, think, I mean, he's, I think not bad, he's not a bad man unless he spent his time crying in his cell at night when he's all alone using his tears as lubricant. I was a prison officer, I know how they are. <laughs> Those are not bad boys. Those are silly little boys you've got dressed up. I just think, I don't know. I actually wanted to say something about this ridiculous well, There's girl. a couple of things. Um, when you were talking about the Christina Aguilera and we were talking about Bratz dolls and stuff, a lot of this performative, bigger lips, uh, Brazilian butt lift, there's all of that. And that was all, is all bad and irritating and frustrating, taking all the things we've been mocked and um, uh, criticized for for years. But there's also this further element of the skin tone. There's one thing to be like Geordie Shaw orange, there's another thing to be this color in the tanning that she's used is actual deep brown. It is black person skin tone. It is not a color that's achievable by, well, I don't even know what tanning lotions are called because I'm black, but you know, they're, they're, they're usually that orange. She has, there's a deep blackness in it. And she, they look, she looks like, you know, when you'd watch films and they would black up uh, often the women, because obviously you couldn't actually have a black woman in, and so they would literally paint mm. them this colour, or like a minstrel, but you can always tell because something in the colour of the whites of the eyes, something in the colours of palms, something in the features is just not right. Like, you know when you see a very, very light-skinned black person, and we all think, they've got to have some black in them, because there's something in the features. We're all so attuned to racism and race, because we've had to be, that you can still, you can always see and there's something, it's just really disconcerting. You know what, as you're saying it, I'm going to show my age. Who remembers that film, Soul Man? Yep. Um, right, Soul Man, like. yeah. Yeah, she looked like an absolute clown. I don't know if anyone mm. ever read that book. I imagine black they like didn't be black like me. Yeah. John, yeah. John, yeah. what's like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember, yeah. but John, whatever his name was. Yeah, that's well, what that's, they tried to remind me of. So yeah. I just, well, I mean, I think with black like me, I mean, again, you know, like the, speaking sociologically, there's a lot of ethical issues associated with that. And what he, what he effectively he was doing was a form of ethnography. So like ethnography is whereby you actually live in the life of somebody, right? And I think what he was trying to do, I mean, as I say, you know, morally and ethically, it's, it's really tricky. But also you have to remember the time in which he was doing it. Do you know what I mean? 
but like with him I kind of got the feeling that he was truly trying to understand what it was that black people went through but I think with this one that you're talking about now she is taking the p155 I'm sorry and also <laughs> you know like she's abusing her uh, you know like she's using and kind of like abusing privilege right there and I and I just think that with given everything that's been happening with Black Lives Matter and every, you know, like she, there's, there's so much access to knowledge, right? There's so much access to knowledge out there. There's so much, you know, information and stuff that she could have read to understand why that's every kind of wrong. It's stereotypic. It's, it's just, and also what she forgets is that, yeah, you know what? She can ch change. I mean, for me, I wouldn't want to change my blackness. I'm absolutely, you know, it's me, right? But at the same time, you know, like it's almost like, okay, well, you don't know what it's like to experience the kind of like oppression that we face. Do you know what I mean? You, you, okay, you can do that for a day, but like, you know, you can get out of it, but we can't. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I just think it's really rude, actually. I think it's really rude. I think it's rude. That's Louise being auntie. And that's why we have it for the sociological point of view. <laughs> no, that's that's really that's really how do you find this? Sorry, honey. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, it's kind of like, you know, when serial killers do that thing where they wear somebody else's <laughs> skin, All right? To me, it's like the psychological version of that. Like, yeah. you're actually embodying this other person, Black women, well, mixed race. They're kind of going for mixed race women, really. They're they not do, trying yeah. to be a Black woman. It's darker than us. <laughs> it's like, she's kind of gone for a dark-skinned mixed race person, I think, at this point. And, um... <laughs> It's just the entitlement to everything. Yeah. It's, it stems from the same premise of, of systemic racism, white supremacy, mm -hmm. really. Like the same thing as colonization, gentrification, mass shooting. It's the same, it's from the same place. But, how, but it's yeah, the way but it's manifesting itself in a, in a white girl, white woman. Yeah. And especially as her, her ex-bandmates did a documentary about racism and people were mad enough they used a mixed race woman for that mm -hmm. please don't tell me you never heard or saw any of that and you just she suffered friend. bullying for being a larger size and she wasn't even big you would think it, you would then have some kind of empathy for somebody who's also felt outside of the you know society standard of what's attractive or not so what your way of supporting her is <laughs> painting your skin. I mean, <laughs> I mean a, but it's just it's just wrong because like it's not supporting. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, there's always a, there's a bit of an issue with that word ally, right? Isn't there? Because I mean, you know, ally just sounds a bit like what you would do when you go to war. But like, you know, if she was truly empathetic to the mm. experience of black women and stuff like that, she would understand that this is every kind of wrong. You know, it's every kind of wrong. Yeah. But, you know, obviously there is, and it's, it's a kind of, in my opinion, I think it's a kind of arrogance that, you know, you think that it's okay to do that. It's just stinky, man. You know what else is, is really interesting about it as well? It's when these, these young white uh, singers or whatever either go solo or they want to reinvent themselves, they come in and try to take this black, well, stereotypical black persona, Justin Bieber did it. Miley Cyrus did it. And then um, when they grow up and sleep like Miley Cyrus, it's like, oh, well, she's grown out of doing that now. There is something stinky about the whole Nothing. entire thing. 
Justin Timberlake did it. Mm-hmm. Do you know Timberlake, what I mean? And yeah. look how quickly. It's a rite of passage to be a bit black for a bit. Yes, it's, it's like, let's just go and milk black culture. And then you have the 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 Will I Am's and the um, Nicki Minaj's who are helping them do this. Yeah. Well, on earth? I mean, yeah. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, exactly, probably needs bail money for her husband and <laughs> her brother. So maybe that's why she's doing this, because I can see no other reason why this woman, especially, I mean, you're, you know, you're just embarrassing the Caribbean. What were you doing on it? It was terrible. How can you not listen to that and go, do you know what? This is just isn't very good. Do I really yeah. want to be on every single record going or do I want to do a bit of quality control? It, it was really... It was bad. It was embarrassing. Do you think that if um, Jesse had been an American white woman, that they would have co-signed this nonsense? Or do you think that the exoticism of having our lovely accent is why another reason why they stuck this woman in, in the same way? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they realised that it was a rubbish song and no one would hear it in America, so she probably just took her (laughs) point. Because do you remember when Romeo from So Solid, God bless him, he's very, very lovely, very handsome man. But do you remember that song he did with Christina Millian? And you're like, what was she? This song was not good. It was not good. And I wonder if they just take the paycheck thinking no one's going to see that. But things have changed. There's YouTube and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because it's just like your social media footprint or things like that. People don't forget. And and yeah, but I mean, I think sometimes people aren't forward thinking. And I think the whole this whole thing nobody's forward nobody's nobody's even thinking i think so well i think but they're not thinking you know so it's just, think, it's just the reason why i asked that is that obviously we can talk about the people before black square tuesday and we can talk about after black square tuesday where people realize about that racism is bad last year and black people started to um <clears throat> not started to, but we became more emboldened within these corporate structures and stuff to actually say no. So that's why I'm wondering whether if Jesse, I don't think that it would have flown if Jesse was an American white woman. These America's the same country that basically told us that Rachel Dolezal needs to go take a hike. Like yeah. what, what this woman has done is to me, Worse. Slightly less. No, no, it's, it's slightly less than Rachel Dolezal because Rachel Dolezal's pretended that she's a black woman. This one, we know that she's she's not from the hood. She's from Romford. And I, I mean, and so that to me is not the hood. If she was a white girl, white woman who'd been raised in ends, I might have, might give her a slight pass, but side eye, but nah, mm. I don't. All right. I, th- I, I think, think at this point, you don't things. get a pass anyway. Not at this point. Not with no, um, no, Gen no, Z. Not, not having it. Talking about um, yeah. people not getting their past, because I want to have plenty of time to speak about Honey's story as well. Um, John Barnes, again, our former guest of this show. John Barnes was our second ever episode. And uh, John Barnes is back in the news today um, because he decided to comment on Meghan and Harry. A lot of people are very suspicious about the timing of it because it's been put in the news today that Prince Andrew is not, the Met Police have dropped the case again and they've said we've looked for Prince Andrew three times. So hey presto, Meghan and Harry get slammed on again, which is becoming a bit of a habit. It's almost like, you know, as the 
beautiful drag queen Jada Essence Hall would say, look over there. It literally mm. is like, what is this got? The story is old. John Barnes is commenting on the, what was said in the Oprah interview. When was that anyway? How long um, ago was that? Today. It was when Piers Morgan had the job. So it was a while ago now. Right, exactly. So now he's basically come out and said that whoever was in the royal family who worried about what colour Archie's skin would be were right to do so. His words are, so what? John Barnes backs realistic royal. He doesn't even know who it is. Who grilled Meghan over Archie's skin tone. What? Oh. He's basically come out and said, black people do not like Meghan and Harry. Um, That's just categorical. I don't know. I, all you can go, if you go on Twitter today, honestly, you just put John Barnes in. All you can just see is tweet after tweet. John Barnes didn't speak for me. John Barnes didn't speak for me. John Barnes didn't speak for me. Why he's decided to get involved and and downplay the racism that Meghan suffered, which is horrendous. And as we've mm -hmm. said on this show before, shows how bad racism is that this white passing woman right is getting that level yeah. of racial hatred um and he's decided to come in and once again kind of downplay it i don't Do you know what i think i i think that there's a there's a bit of like there's there's a bit of misogyny there and stuff so i, I think well, misogyny what i think there's a bit of that but then also i think Oh, she's frozen. frozen. Oh, I thought she was going to make a really deep point there. I Oh, well, I was really interested in that point, but I agree there's misogyny. Yeah, definitely. Like we are told to, and it's not like John Barnes doesn't understand even the light skin, dark skin dynamic as well, because he did speak to us about it on his show. Mm. On this, mm. this show, because he's um, from Jamaica. <laughs> Louise, you're about to make a brilliant point and then you froze. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, I that's weird. And I thought my internet would be better in here because I'm in my office. But um, I think one of the problems I've got with him, as I say, I think it's misogynoir, again, and whether you like, whether anyone likes it or not, that's blatantly what it is. But then I also think that every time there is an issue to do with race, can they not sort of like choose someone that is a bit more informed and, you know, who understands things, not necessarily people like for this, because like what worries me about it is that he, it may be taken that we we're all agreeing with what he says because like he's black. I mean, and this is not just him, but it's anyone else like this, that, oh, well, they're black. So that everybody, everybody that's black must think like this. And, you know, like we're all sitting in here, like we don't always agree with every, I mean, you know, broadly we agree, but like we can't all agree with everything. And it goes back to what Fallon said, sorry, I'm going on about him again. But it goes back to what Fallon says about like, you know, you can't agree with everything because just because you're the same colour, because like not everybody's had the same experience. So, I mean, the thing is, I don't get it. I don't get why they always choose him. Why can't they choose someone else? Why can't they even, you know, like choose maybe a black you know, woman? To talk I'll about tell you why, Louise. We know why they choose him, but the thing well, that actually, we try to why. ask him a thousand times is, John, you know, do you think maybe sometime you should pass the mic? Do you think sometimes, like we asked how many times did we try and gently say to him, maybe you're not the best person to speak on it. 
Yeah. Um, Cindy, who we had, Cindy Hansen, spoke about past my I said, I get asked to talk about knife crime. I don't know about it. I don't understand. You know what I mean? I haven't got a young... My son's not in London. And it, it doesn't affect us in the same way. There's much better qualified people to speak on that. And we tried to gently suggest this to him. How many times did we do it? It just wasn't It wasn't going through. I mean, you know my opinion already, so I'm not going to say it again. But literally... No, please say it for the... Because you said before the show, what was your... There's no need for people to be going to rappers, <laughs> ask them about their opinions. And for the people who don't know, after this video gets put up, I will show you videos of John Barnes rapping. It's not just the anthem. Great. Singing for England. And so basically, people were embarrassed about Dizzy Rascal being on Newsnight. And then for the older generation, you've got John Barnes. It's the same thing. Like, he doesn't represent me. I'm a gooner. It's cool. Like, he was a great footballer of his time. But more importantly, he's a rapper. And that's why he's the go-to man when it comes to black issues. Most importantly, he's a rapper in England. And I never forget. We must never, ever, ever forget that. Yeah. <laughs> it's best work. <laughs> so, yeah. better than his political thinking. Oh damn! <laughs> he just knocked on the door. Yeah, yeah. but so. it's it's very sad. It's very it's. I don't. What's what's really sad today is that to me, there should have only been maybe two real stories. Yes, I mean Prince Charles talking about climate change is important. That's what he's been doing like pretty much all my life. But more importantly, the fact that the um, Met Police, who last week were telling us to dial 888 if we are walking the streets and whatever, are taking women's safety very seriously by dropping any investigations. That's basically what the storyline is about today. And instead we get John Barnes who... Yeah, but you know, that that is, as, as somebody said, it's like, it, it's almost like, okay, trying to get everybody to look everywhere else but at the same time it's that thing of being hidden in in plain sight but I do think but then it speaks as I say it speaks to a wider issue of the fact that like you know there's a lack of understanding about black people who we are and stuff like that because we're not all the same I mean nobody from any race is all the same so I mean I think we should be afforded the same understanding and recognition that you know, people are diverse within the thing. But, you know, I, yeah, I don't, know. Really? I don't know. Why do they have to pick one who speaks for so few of us? You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, a monolith. And why? Yeah, but why it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, it is on purpose. It doesn't matter. I think sometimes people are thinking as long as he's black, then he must speak for all of us and stuff like that. And you're right. They don't necessarily see that look. You know, there are other people. I mean, like, you know, there's people on this panel that could probably do a better job. Not probably, can do a better job. But, you know, it ain't going to, yeah, anyway. And, and it suits a wider narrative, doesn't it? It suits a wider narrative. I mean, at the moment, we've got these culture wars and everything. So it's just like, you know, you've got the perfect fuel in it. Yes. It's, it's scary as well, because man. I don't know how much you guys thought. Huh? I was going to say, if it isn't affecting a black Honey. man, it isn't real racism. That's oh, true. Very good point. Amen. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, it's kind of difficult, isn't it? It's kind of, it's exhausting. It's really, really, it's exhausting more than anything, having to put up with this stuff and you can kind of really see the bigger picture. I think it is, yeah, 
a completely different thing, obviously, when it comes to men. And that's something that we're going to talk about in upcoming episodes as well. Like the, you know, different ways that racism manifests itself, because I think a lot of people don't really still to this day understand what misogynoir is. They just don't get it at all. No, I mean, and it's an insidious form of, it's an insidious form of racism. And it's a kind of like intra-ethnic racism and stuff but you know like it's that intersection between sort of like being misogynistic but then also being racist against your own people but like you know people do need to understand what it is I mean I remember kind of calling someone out about it and you know they didn't like it I mean I think first of all I think they didn't like it because they were scared that I was actually chatting sense but then I also think it's just like you know they didn't want to be associated with that but like the way what they was talking about boy it's just like no nah, man you know yeah it's it's not nice um i was going to say quickly as well the, the scarier part of this is the last thing i'm going to say about john barnes and stuff is i don't know if anyone saw any of the tory party conference <laughs> yeah. i avoided it like the plague like i avoid rats like it's I avoid terrifying my eyes. it's terrifying and um i can't stand femi at all for lots lots of reasons but Kemi. huh Kemi. no femi Femi, oh, the new guy. Oh, that's a very good example of somebody who can only see racism when it comes to black men. Because I've mm -hmm. seen, you know, Femi. I don't even know what his last name is. He never goes by his last name. He's got a slightly uh, American-y sounding. Yeah. He's a Nigerian yeah. guy. He used he was for the EU and he was very famous. Oh, oh, he was on Jeremy Vine as well. Yes, he was walking Anna Subri um, through because she was getting a lot of abuse from Brexiters and. Mm -hmm. Also, at the same time he was doing that, he was uh, encouraging abuse against Diane Abbott. This is what I don't like about him. That's a definite 100% person who does not see misogynoir despite being a black man. But anyway, he did do a video from the Tory party conference that was, um, was all right. It was about Pretty Patel, but it was like these new rules that she's bringing out and how they're disproportionately going to affect black people like they're going to ramp up stop and search and stuff like that. So I think the more serious thing that people don't see, like, they might think, oh, well, it's just Jesse Nelson. It's just a song. It's just a pop song. It's just John Barnes being John Barnes. But when you put it on the landscape of what is actually happening to us in this hostile environment and how black people are being treated, I mean, they did a big tribute to the Windrush generation um, in Hackney a couple of weeks ago and people were quite upset because what was it, a sour sap? Yeah. It's not even sour it's not even having a go at the artist, it was a black woman artist, you got commissioned, good for you sis, get your coins, but with everything that we've been through, especially with Windrush, and you want to honour the Windrush generation, mm. and that's, that's what you thought was okay, when it's we've got people who would die. It minimized, yeah, you can't... it ignored, it distracted. Instead of talking about the lives that were ruined, the hearts that were broken, the deaths that were caused, the trauma mm. that showed any of that, it showed. I, I think that it would have been okay if there was a plethora of other yes. different types of art commemorating. Um, but is that being the one thing? There you go. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. Can't just have that. That's going to encompass everything. You're putting that up whilst yeah. deporting black dads do you know what I mean whilst you're deporting people to Jamaica and then you give us that it's almost like there you go idiot. You know, I just put it up on Twitter it's like I just put a picture it's like how do I say I hate you without saying I hate you 
because it was almost like, are you taking the piss? Are you taking the piss? It's just, you know, I just think it's embarrassing. And on top of that, I guess they couldn't put a statue of a black person up because we know what would happen to that. We know what happened to Stephen Lawrence Memorial. Because whenever it's a statue, you see in America, the George Floyd statue, Mm-hmm. It was vandalized yeah. in hours. They kept it to the Stephen Lawrence was, but God help you touching Colston. Look mm-hmm. how the police guarded Winston Churchill statue. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So probably it's best that they didn't put any black people up because God knows what would have happened to, to that statue. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're living in quite worrying times. This government is is uh is scary. And they're just getting in, you know, enrolling more and more black people to help them as well. And they it, will romp home through another landslide victory. Yeah, and so people keep telling help. me that it's not going to happen. And I keep thinking, my Lord, how naive. Yeah. Because what else? I don't see any other, you know. I do want to um, just quickly say this because on Twitter they had Jelani Day. Yeah. There's a guy called, uh, his name is Jelani Day, but it was Jelani Day as in, some people haven't heard about this. And the reason that I'm bringing it up, even though it's an American case and it happened in Chicago, is about a young man that went missing. And it's his mum, you know, we can kind of draw parallels with what happened over here with like how many young black and mixed kids are going missing and mm-hmm. how their parents are not being taken seriously. And how in Enfield, actually, a group of black guys have taken it upon themselves to now go out on the streets and look out for black kids because it's like our lives are not worth anything. And I just, it's such a horrific Mm. case. And I just want to, you know, just sort of pay tribute to him and his mum as someone myself who's lost a child um, and knows what it's kind of like. I mean, it's terrifying what happened to him. Basically, he went missing um they tried to report him missing it wasn't taken seriously at all um they could have done an earlier search but they didn't bother they didn't bother for nine days um eventually they did search a river it's to see the parallel do you know what i mean with um richard sorry i have to look up his last name as well oh yeah 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 i'm sorry i know nigerian people will kill me for this but it's I'm not even going to attempt, but we know I put his picture up in his in the, the caption with his name on, um, rather than attempt to butcher it. But it, it's the same thing. It's another young black man found in water, except in this case with Jelani, it's absolutely horrifying. I mean, his organs were missing, his jaw had been cut out, like his eyeballs were gone. It's like they completely stripped his body, like it was a car. Do you know what I mean? Like they were telling and taking it and selling it for parts. And I don't know if people have got us speculating about what might have happened to him and why. Maybe it was, you know, people are stealing organs and they have been stealing a long time, been going to Africa, Asia and stealing people's organs as well. So I don't know if that's what happened. Um, people don't know if it's a racist killing. What we do know is it was a racist reaction to his disappearance, which is once again the police not bothering to go out um, and and look. When we're saying that our kids are missing, they really don't care. It's almost like, oh, you don't know. They're probably out, probably up to no good, probably doing this and doing that. And like we, we mentioned, last year was supposed to be this whole Black Square, Black Life Matters. And what could be more important? Like what says Black Lives Matter more than 
searching for a missing black person instead of assuming they're up to no good. But um, to everybody who's watching this, I would say if you can to um, look up the story of Jelani Day and uh, yeah, it's a sad story, but I think it's one of those things that, that we have to talk about because there are parallels also drawn to Emmett Till as well. And yes. Emmett Till was unrecognizable. Um, yeah, we're just in some very scary times. But we have got Honey Williams on today, um, and we invited you to tell your story, which has misogynoir at the heart of it, I believe. Um, and Honey, ap apart from running the natural hair group that you run, you're also an artist. Yes, um, I do quite, I do, yes, I will. I do quite a few things. I'm a singer, an illustrator, painter, choir director and I'm a new DJ so oh, wow. it's quite a lot of wow. things yeah I thought I'd have a go at DJ you know what I mean <laughs> you're on with Cindy Hansen who was on with John Barnes she's yeah a really that would be amazing mm. she, she's amazing but um yes I know Cindy oh yeah well, you do. No, Cindy. I know of Cindy you know <laughs> but um <clears throat> yes um yeah, I'm from Nottingham. I don't know. I don't know what you want. Do you want me to talk about me? Can yeah, just like what me? happened with uh, what happened to you last week. I know you're feeling really exhausted by it, and you painted a mural yeah. that wasn't even finished. Do you want to tell us who commissioned you to paint it and what the story was, and how the hell did they unveil that without you? Okay, so once upon a time, I was asked by the Nottingham Project to create a mural to commemorate a man called Eric Irons, <clears throat> OBE, who was, the f who was Britain's first black magistrate. And uh, that was in the 50s, 1958, uh, around that time when they had the riots in St. Anne's, which were pretty notorious in Nottingham. Um, <clears throat> so he did things like, um, helped the color bar not exist anymore. Cause you know, they, they were banning people from getting jobs on the buses and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he did stuff like that. He did really cool stuff. He set so up the Acme Centre. That's very similar to what happened in Bristol. Because we've heard, I think we've all heard about the Bristol bus thing, but I didn't mm -hmm. realise it happened in mm -hmm. Nottingham as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just because there's a big, big Black population, big Black Caribbean population there. Um, mm -hmm. That's due to historical reasons through... World War One, World War Two. There was lots of young guys killed, so there was um, like a, a particularly lot large amount in Nottingham. So it left a hole in the population. So Nottingham's always been known for having like way more women than guys. There's that, that rumor. Mm. It's always been a rumor, but it was kind of true. It, it was kind of true because they were killed. They were dead. Um, so yeah, they brought in lots of Caribbean people to fill the hole. So that's why there's enough black people there, there, you know, that's why they're yeah. there. So um, anyway, fast forward to me and Eric Irons. Eric Irons, <clears throat> so he did lots of good things, but at the time, uh, Eric Irons was also known as like a controversial character in every sense. He divided black people and white people. Um, get my charger. Sorry about this. Um, Sorry, I don't want the computer to die whilst I'm talking. <laughs> no. 
in Nottingham as well. So you would be doctor. Obviously, you're nodding away there, and the rest of us didn't know about the sort of Nottingham buses and stuff like that. So Nottingham has got a sizable black community, but it's, it's quite ghettoized, isn't it? Not all of it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, again, media, uh, media. Not all of it, because, like, you know, for example, so where I oh, first... sorry, I probably said it the wrong way. What I meant was not ghettoized. I mean, it's quite segregated, right? There's black yeah. areas. Yeah, I mean, so where I where I grew up in Nottingham, uh, well, no, where I spent the first few years of my life and where Honey was born, um, Bestwood. Like at the time, there wasn't on, on our street, there certainly weren't that many black people and stuff like that. And I one of the first memories I have of like living on that road, honey, you may know it, onside road. Like when I was three, we used to there was a there was um a, a family that lived next and they had bare kids, man, bare kids. Anyway, like you know, one of them just like you know decided to throw, you know, sand in my eyes and call me like these racist names. So like, you know, that's the kind of street. And you know, my mum and dad kind of didn't fit in because they were the only people that had bought their house and because they was black, you know. So I mean I think there's some parts where it's just like you know, a bit like dicing with your life living in. And that, that, that at the time, that's what Bestwood was like. But then there's other places like, you know, Hyacin Green, like um, the Meadows, um, Radford, Radford, you know, like, yeah, Radford Saints stands, as they call it, that is just kind of like, you know, quite a, you know, notable black population. And I imagine a lot of that is to do with like kind of chain migration where, you know, like you get people sort of like living in that area and then like, you know, their family know, they know that area, they know that it's safe for black people to come and live there. Because my mum and dad lived in stands as well for a little while before. And, you know, there was again, I think Elaine, I'm sure that's probably where your mum and your mum lived as well for a little while. But yeah, yeah, stands. I've got, um, as I'm speaking, I'm just looking at my, pic my mum and dad's wedding picture actually. And they were married in stands. Ah, okay. Yeah, 1969. Well, quite, um, that's interesting because a lot of people, we don't know that much about Nottingham <laughs> or other black mm. communities and stuff. So, honey, you were asked to paint this mural mm. of Eric I to paint this mural. Yeah. Who divided opinion. He was a great man in, in one sense. In another sense, he was seen as like a double agent, uh, possible, I don't want to say coconut, but... It's out there. Said it. um, yeah, I said it. But um, no, dis I don't want to disrespect his family. You know what I mean? But um, <clears throat> that's what, I that's how he was thought of him. People thought. That's at the time. Yeah. In 1958, that's how he was known. And then obviously lots of the white people hated him. But then he, he must have been such uh, uh, an, an amazing character in order to for him to have gotten a job as a magistrate in nottingham you know mm -hmm. uh, in 1958 he must have been really machiavellian and really smart and just played the game and mm. effectively won you know so um mm -hmm. he needs commemorating he's done some good and he needs commemorating to me he's worth commemorating no no hero is entirely Perfect. perfect yeah you know what I mean? So, so yeah, the Nottingham Project asked me to do that. They didn't do any research. I had to find out all of this from a local historian called Panya Banjoko, who is oh, amazing. Yeah, she knows, yeah. uh, she's a poet and she knows all things East Midlands, you know, and black. 
anyway <clears throat> so I found all this out and I was like oh no I've got to okay I've got to encom- un- encompass all of that and make something really powerful and striking to look at so I I tried tried my best and I started the mural <sighs> I started the mural so I don't want to get upset <laughs> I don't want to get upset but um and I'm just new to sort of graffiti so I'm I'm I've been painting all my life but graffiti is a specific art and I'm just getting used to it and my cousin is actually on the team as well um <clears throat> and he was helping me learn and stuff because he's a graffiti artist anyway so we got to a certain point and on Sunday last week I don't know if you remember but it, I don't know if it was like that where you are but it was torrential rain like yeah, just the yeah. heavens opened up and it was just coming down and I was yeah. up a crane I me with my big batty I was up on up on a crane I climbed up in the rain to paint Eric yes Mr Irons and um I was trying to paint trying to make it good and everything we got to a certain point and we had to stop you know so the next day um I was minding my own business and browsing the internet and then all of a sudden I got this message from my friend Sazizo who, who who you might want on the show she's an amazing curator from Nottingham anyway she uh randomly messaged me and said honey you're on the national news you're on the BBC I was like what the, what the, what now what are you saying and she she's sent me the pictures of the unveiling of the mural the mural wasn't finished yet so for me I was looking at the pictures and I I was like it took me a while to compute what was happening because I couldn't I just didn't want to accept the level of disrespect that was happening that, that was happening and I was like but where was I where where am I I was in Nottingham like why didn't they invite me and um so I found out yeah basically they went ahead and had the unveiling, they invited the councillor, Nottingham City Council, head of the council, councillor David Mellon. They invited Nottingham City Council. They invited the BBC National News. They invited East Midlands News. They invited the Nottingham Post. They invited, uh, they rightly invited Eric Iron's family and they just did not invite me at all. Have you had any kind of explanation for this? What first of all, why did they unveil it when it wasn't finished? Did they give you a deadline and say to you, it needs to be done by this because we have this ceremony? How long did they give you to paint? Uh, the last I've heard from uh, the Nottingham project was July. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, I haven't heard anything from them from since July. Um, so I was painting last week. On, on the mural. Uh, there's a team that paints the each mural. What, what it is, what they're doing in Nottingham, they're copying off Edinburgh, apparently, where they're having a whole range of murals that are commemorating local heroes and rebels. So I was just one, I was gonna be one of many. Do you know what I mean? Different artists commemorating different people and they're all going to be along the waterways of Nottingham. So in yeah. Nottingham, it's the River Trent. You know, you've got the Thames down in London. It's the River Trent in Nottingham. It's massive, long river. Mm. And lots of different artists are going to make lots of exciting work commemorating people that deserve to be commemorated, that deserve to be remembered for what they've done. 
and Eric was the black one. So they gave him to me. <laughs> Not researching him at all. You know, I, I would have loved to have commemorated a, a black woman, to be honest, because Nottingham's history with black women, misogynoir and colorism in Nottingham is taught. It is pronounced. It is absolute erudite, airtight. People move because of it. Louise, there you go. People, people move have to clear out because the way that uh, black women are just disrespected in Nottingham is just... I know, and the thing is, sometimes it's the guys as well. It's, I mean, not sometimes, it is the guys and stuff, but I mean, I think what, what they done to, what they did to you was absolutely disgusting. It's just, it's just rank, man. It's just properly rank because, I mean, you know, the, the thing is you have spent all that time you know, doing it. I mean, they didn't even research it. Panya, I know Panya. She, I actually interviewed her for my master's project and stuff. I mean, she's brilliant and she's very patient and everything like that. So, you know, it's good that you had her. But like, this, this, again, on so many levels, this is all kinds of wrong because it's just like, okay, going back to what we were saying before about, okay, because you're black. So like, you must know this about black. And it's just like, fam, it doesn't work like that. Do you know what I mean? It does not work like that. I mean, I've heard, I've, I have heard of like, you know, um, this Irons bloke, because as I say, I think even my parents might, might have known him, but like I went to school with his grandsons. But, you know, I just think, why do you automatically, yeah, yeah, because we went to the same primary school and my brother's friends with Joseph and stuff. But I mean, I just think to myself, why is it that, okay, well, just because he's black, he, you would automatically know. Do you know what I mean? And this goes back to what we were saying before, that like, you know, one black person can't speak forever and i'm not saying that like you know what 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 you're saying or you know like your research is is not because it is it's on point what you've done is amazing but it goes back to this mentality that like we don't know everything about each other that's well, it's not just that it's yeah. also uh the labor that she had to do yeah. i know, know they, i know they come up to her like if I wanted a mural painted or you wanted somebody from the black community up there you'd say who do you want do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they gave it to her. She did it with good grace. She researched oh. the guy. She knew how she wanted to portray him. And then they've just released it without it being finished. I know, I know, I know. telling her. That is just the levels of, I can't even. You know it's, what I mean? it's like level, level upon level upon level of, of wrongness. Do you it's, know what I mean? Because it, it's just it, like it the more you start to think about it. It reminds me of the Grammys when uh, Beyonce yeah. was singing her song with Sean Paul and they cut to him in the audience going, what the hell? I'm I'm right here. And they've got my voice saying, and they're not, do you know what I mean? But it's just, you know, mostly it, it's the disrespect, like you said. So, I mean, what's next? What are you gonna, what, where do you wanna go from here? Are you seeking an apology? Are you seeking an explanation? Money. Okay, so, on the day that I saw, I noticed my work on the on the national news, even when I say it, I just oh can't even believe that it happened, but it's real. Um, I was just, I turned from disbelief to absolute seething with rage. And I wrote a letter, a really scathing, just to the point letter, um, full of fire, impassioned, complaining about my treatment. Um, you might be labeled as the angry black woman, my dear. Oh. I already am. Mm. I already am. It's, 
it's beyond the point. You know, I'm a big black woman in Nottingham. How dare I have any form of opinion whatsoever on anything? Um, so, um, yeah, I complained. <sighs> then the next bit. Okay, so they came round. No one knows this apart from people that I know. Uh, they came round to my art residency at this place called City Arts in Nottingham. Uh, I, I arranged a meeting with them. I arranged a meeting with them to like, okay, this has happened. Uh, let's, I, I wanna see what, you know, Wagwan basically, what, what, what happened. So they came, uh, just one came, a guy called Simon Bristow. Um, what am I making him famous for anyway? Um, he came and he's from the Nottingham Project and he, he apologized profusely, you know, white middle-class apologies. And um, he, he then started to almost cry. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with this? Do you want, do you want me to, to nestle you in my bosom? What do, what do you want? What do you, do you know what I mean? You were supposed to have um, gone with the wind him, like Manny him, right, and that just is. like soothe yeah. him, because it's about his pain, obviously. Exactly, it's, it's you know, you're weaponizing your tears, like classic Karen behavior. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, I was almost, I was almost gonna say, don't you dare cry. Don't you dare cry to me. I'm the one who should be in tears. Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed. I could cry now. Oh, darling. Oh, man, I'm giving you a big Nottingham hug, man. Yeah, big, yeah. huge. You deserve Thank so you. much. Thank you. So I'm still so angry about it. And um, I haven't been sleeping very much this week. And I just, I just feel humiliated about it. I've only just started to do great big work. And like my own personal work is about me taking up room as a big black woman and doing mm. self-portraits. Mm. So if, if you see my Instagram, like plug myself, um, okay, the honey effect, the honey effect. So effect with an E, um, the honey effect. And um, that's my name everywhere. And um, I, I've been doing self-portraits. I've just sort of been obsessed with myself and and like redefining beauty and decolonizing beauty. And yes, beauty can be a fat black woman. Like beauty can be me. Um, I wanna explore other things in the future, but for now I'm ruminating around that. And I'm, it's just brought up issues of, is this incident has echoed the erasure of me <clears throat> that keeps on happening over and over again through life and the hypervisibility of just the indignance, like how dare you um, do this to me? And that is the thing that's beamed around the world. That's, that's the first piece of work that's gotten so, it, that kind of went low key viral. Um, mm -hmm. And that's gone around the world and it wasn't finished yet. I'm such a perfectionist. I'm, pop, I'm a graphic designer as well. I forgot to say, and I just like to be anal about things and get things right. 
Um, Absolutely. So you should. I think anyone who creates, yeah, whatever yeah. they can. Can I ask a question then? Are they expecting you to actually finish the work? One. Two, what has been their response since, um, was it Friday? Water or Friday? Gate. Water works gate. Since the tears. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> white tears. Since the white tears, um, I received. <laughs> there it is. Right on cue. Um, I, I, received... I, had, I had to run to the kitchen to get this. So I'm speaking to my audience. I hope everyone can see I that. I want one. I know somebody anyway. who's got a cup as well. He makes those as well. So anyway. But yeah. Sorry, honey. You were saying sorry about, yeah. You wanted it to be perfect before it was released. Are you going to finish it? Yeah. Well, I, I received a po an apology from them, like online. And they, uh, they first sent it to me to okay it. And I said, no, that's not good enough. It ended with the words, our bad. Our bad. Oh. So you can see the level of flippancy that they weren't getting. Are they, they Jesse Nelson? Exactly. They're going to use they some well uh, appropriate language. Our bad. It's not even treating you like an adult. Do you know what I mean? You're oh. a grown woman. If I expect someone to say my bad, I expect you to be saying it to my 22 year old son, maybe. Yeah. But you know, yeah, my bad. It's so dismissive and it's so rude, but it just really drums home what we've talked about on this show before and I've spoken about in other arenas that the expectation for black women to, I guess it, it, it kind of ties into how Lizzo, that whole thing that came out where somebody said to, oh, Lizzo shouldn't do, Lizzo's just seen as a mammy and it went viral. Like we're just comfort and to, to, you know, defend, uh, make people feel better when they've wronged us. You know what I mean? It's like the old, the help, it's, it's like, yeah. But it's, it's a form of like, it's a form of kind of like gaslighting that yeah. is because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, like, you know, you're just saying my bad after how you've been royal. There's no other way to describe it. You've been screwed over. You've been screwed over, right? I mean, and the fact that, like, you know, he just says, oh, it's my bad. And then that's just trying to, in a way, not in a way, but it's like blatantly trying to say to you that, okay, well, it doesn't matter what we've done to you. Do you know what I mean? And so you shouldn't be bothered about it. And this goes back to a conversation I was having with one of my colleagues today about how, you know, when you, as as black women, if we get upset over something, we're not allowed to get upset. Do you know what I mean? We just have to just keep going and all this and the other. I mean, and that speaks to great narratives about how we are strong, you know, the strong black woman. But then if you do get upset, you're angry or you're not, you know, like you're not conforming to stereotype and all this and the other. It's just wrong. I'm so sorry, honey, because it's just so wrong on I, I don't know. I mean, like I say, this is the kind of, it's the kind of like, you know, when you open. Oh, come back, Louise. Hello. 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 So annoying. We've lost Louise a little bit there, but we are running out of time as well. I know that we've got bedtimes to do and Louise's security guys coming. What can is we. That a that... Huh? What's that? Is that a euphemism? No, no. <laughs> Louise's security guy is coming. 
No, 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 no. She's still at, she's at the uni because she didn't want to have the problems she had last time. Oh, but, oh yeah, we've been oh, saying that we, like, we understand that you might know as well. Yeah. But honey, like as a last question, what can we do to support you? Because we've said it many times. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, black women, we've got each other. What can we do to support you? What can we do to boost? What you know, we'll put this out. Obviously, we'll I'll put it out on my personal Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, what can we do to help you? Do you need any letters writing? Do you need phone calls made? Because they call me Blarin for a reason. I write a mean answer. I am black. Okay, Blarin. I, might, I, Blarin. Might... I want that for a T-shirt. Actually, Blarin. I can I can complain. <laughs> like, what can we okay. do to support you? Okay. Well, that kind of stuff is brilliant um that would be helpful um i think mainly liking and retweeting the updates would really help um i mean what i posted has gone viral i had this video of how i just detailing how i felt and what Mm -hmm. happened and how i felt um that yeah that's gone everywhere um yeah so what was that? Sorry, the you know, King from the Mirror was really angry about what happened to you. Yeah, the Rain King's a black too. journalist from the Mirror. Am I sure? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we shared it. We shared oh. it. Yeah. You, you know what I'm gonna do as well, honey. It's just like I've got. I mean, I've got this. Um, it's called. It's called like a Twilight lecture. It's coming on the 30th of November and stuff. And it's about you know basically it's about black women and it's about our experiences particular. But it's in the more not to say that you're a criminal, but you know I will start off by kind of talking about what you've said, you know like the way that our stories are just kind of shut down and all this that, and the other. And I will use you as an example. And, and you know I will make this aware arrays raise awareness with my students about how this kind of thing happens. You know yeah and yeah. You know, I'll let people brilliant. know. Yeah. That's brilliant. I think I think what would really be beneficial is if we had some kind of protocol as to what to do when these kind of issues arise for you. Mm-hmm. Because as a black woman, there's there's not really much support other than other black women, which is brilliant. But um, we need more support than only black women. You know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. That's a problem in Nottingham. No, it's, I mean, it's a problem in London, but also it's just like there's too, too many people like stabbing each other in the back as well. And if you are, if you work in the art world and you can commission Honey with a job that you, she, you actually let her finish, uh, that would be great <laughs> as well. So we're just going to share everything we can of yours and get it shared out as much as we can. I know, yeah. thank you so much for waiting for us all to get online and uh, yeah. do our Black That's Women's okay. Time. So uh, thank you very much. I'm going to say goodbye to the audience. You guys just stay on and we'll say a quick goodbye. Thank you for uh, coming back and watching episode two. We've got a lot coming Mm -hmm. up with Black Women's Hour and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.